What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. One-on-one conversations with some of your favorite artists. Find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. fans to a brand new episode of quality check podcast i'm one of your hosts daniel posey joined by drew douglas what what we're back after a short hiatus although it didn't really seem like that i'm sure to listeners out there because in the podcasting world we just kept releasing those episodes how did we because i feel like we haven't done this in about two months well except for last week when we ended up taking an unintentional pause i mean honestly we're on the verge of being canceled every day. We, not only canceled, but... We actually thought we were for a second. Yeah, we just decided to take the week off because we thought, well, if we can't keep the lights on, screw it. We're not coming in. Welcome back to a, another episode of Quality Check. In case this is your first time, welcome. If it's not your first time, still welcome. We like to cover movies, music... TV shows, everything that's pop culture, especially in this kind of episode. It's the July Pop Culture Pickums, in which Drew and I will pick three things coming out in the month of July that we're most excited about, and we want to share that excitement with you. But before we get to that, let's do a June recap. This has been really weird because entering into July, we're halfway through the year. Doesn't oh, seem like it. No. And you're a married man. You enter oh, into yeah. this. Oh, yeah. This is my first part as a married man. As a married man. Let's, would you say that is your pick, that pop culture pick? <laughs> because, what, getting married? Yeah. Well, that was last month. Uh, what's it like? What has it been like going now since we last recorded when you were gearing up to get married to now you are married? I, I don't sweat nearly as much. Ooh. I don't feel like I'm going to get sick. <laughs> From nerves at all. It's been going, um, I think, really well. It's We're three weeks into it. So we're actually coming up on a month. That's and that awesome. seems hard to believe. Yeah. Well, and especially by the time this episode comes out, it will pretty much be a full month. Congratulations. Would you get me? I can't say, but I do have a gift. And I was talking for to you. For one month? Oh, for, <laughs> for for your wedding gift, I was talking to a coworker about gifts, and there is one idea that she has, and spoiler alert, it's um, it's a friend who is is a woman, and she was, oh. she was talking Ooh. she was talking about um, a gift. I'm like, I'm kind of jealous. I like that, but it uh, I don't want to spill the beans, so I'm going to shut up right now because the longer I drone on the riskier it will get. But yeah, that's that's exciting though. Let's go ahead and jump into our June recap. And we entered into the Twilight Zone for mm. the month of June and multiple reasons. But the first reason was because of season two of the Twilight Zone coming out. You're finished with it. I watched it quick. And you binged it all in the like course a day of and a half. Day and a half. Probably two days over the course of two days. I did mine, no joke, in six and a half hours, <laughs> which could be good or bad. That could be that you loved it so much that you were able to finish it, or you just wanted to get it done. 
I won't say you'll have to tune into our Twilight Zone episodes. I'll say since it was put online all at once, all 10 episodes, I skipped around. I watched the mm. first three, and then I was tired, but I was like, I have to watch this Joel McHale episode. So I watched <laughs> that one, and then I kind of skipped around a little bit and watched the last three in order. But okay. it was it was different than season one where you had to wait every single week. Mm-hmm. Much different experience. We'll definitely get into that whenever we cover the Twilight Zone episodes, which will be our next podcast episode. And it will be volume one in which we cover episodes one through five. Do you want to tease ahead to what listeners can expect from your thoughts on Twilight Zone? Or do you want to save that for that that podcast? I'll say, uh, I guess my tease is I didn't hate it. Ooh, But I didn't hate season one either. The more I think about season one, the more I respect it. Especially I, after watching season two. My tease after seeing season two, I want to return to season one, and I may. I, I actually may. Tonight, before we started recording, I told you I am have wanted to return to several movies on HBO. But the more we talk about Twilight Zone, the more I want to return to season one, I may do that tonight. Now, would you buy season one on Blu-ray? Ooh, if I could what pick, are you owing about? If I could pick and choose... My favorite episodes of season one and two and do like a mixed bag, I would do that. Like if you could go into an online shopping cart and choose which episodes to put on two Blu-ray discs, you can't do I that. would do that. Season one is like 20 bucks. Are you going to to add to your collection? <sighs> no. You wouldn't do it? No. Wow. What about season two? Yes. Really? But... You the, have to have you have to have season one then. But there there's a lot. All I all I can say is that I've got a lot to say about season two. Um, I, the more I think about it, the more I want to return to season one. And I kind of wonder if my I wouldn't say disdain, but my distaste for some of the episodes being so on the nose. If maybe it's weathered a little better, I don't know. Because I've not returned to them since we did those episodes, and I didn't really want to go back to them until watching season two, and it made me want to. And the main reason is because of Jordan Peele as the narrator. I agree. I wanna. I would watch them again. Would you buy season one or season two on Blu-ray? Ooh. I mean, I don't own any of it, any of the seasons, mm-hmm. so probably not. If I had owned all of them, all the classic ones. And then even when they had brought it back, then I would to complete it. Just as it is right now, no, I don't need that in my life. I'm Honestly, I might. Now that we're talking about it, just go ahead and buy them all. But I don't have the two versions outside of Serling, uh, excluding the, the brand new series. But the more, the more, I'll have to think about that more. Right now, my immediate reaction is no, I would not. Now, how were the two albums, your picks for three and two, how did those albums turn out for June? I had Phantom Planet and I had Haim. And I think both are pretty good. I like them both. Do do you think that, because Haim was your number two pick, right? I think that was number three. Would you you say that they fall in that order that you ended up liking Haim just a little less? I, of the two, I prefer the Phantom Planet. That's the one I've listened to the most. Okay. And then for your number one pick, you had Defy Bloods. By Spike Lee, a movie that you and I both really liked. Yeah. Well, actually, did we talk about this the last time? 
It's been so long that I can't remember if we did. We briefly, but we were talking about what we were excited about because I don't think we had seen it at that point. So it was building up our anticipation to see it. And it, no, we, we had not what because was it was right before Father's Day. It was the uh, community podcast. And we wouldn't have done it then. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the movie a lot. I think Delroy is incredible. Would you say it's Spike's best movie? No, absolutely not. Is Inside Man your favorite Spike movie? Absolutely not. Really? Why is that surprising? Uh, for some reason, I thought that Inside Man was your Spike. Before Five Bloods, I think Inside Man may have been mine of, of Spike's, but it's been so long ago. I just remember when I first saw Inside Man, I loved it. I have maybe a weird one. I think He Got Game is my favorite. Oh, I need to I've see that. I've seen that a billion times. His I, most underrated movie, Summer of Sam. Oh. You ever seen that movie? No. It got ripped. I think that is a <laughs> masterpiece. Real interesting. It's also F-Bomb City, too, oh. so watch it with the kids. <laughs> it, it's, it's a nice one to have the family sitting around on a cold winter day, similar to Defy Bloods, just bring the entire family to watch this. You know, I realized after finishing this film, I've not seen a lot of Spike movies, and I was going to start in the very beginning with his earliest work and then work my way to his most recent. But I've seen Black Klansmen, and I am missing, however, some movies like... um, he got game and um, do the right thing. I've never. I mean, watched do the that. right thing is great. Twenty fifth hour is really good. Never seen of it. newer. The ending is legendary. <gasps> I would argue maybe my favorite movie ending of all time, outside of like Titanic, which I oh think is gosh. amazing. It's so good. Hmm. That it makes me more interested to dive into Spike Lee. I've got I've got too many binges that I want to go on. I just need to get locked down for another two full weeks. Jeez. I would start with like do the right thing and then you have Jungle Fever, School mm. Day, stuff like that. And the, some of these are on Malcolm X is on Netflix right now. Now I have that. I bought a Denzel collection just on my own, but they're DVDs. Yeah, that's that's no Did you watch the his remake of Old Boy? Yes. Which he kind of like, he said, I don't want the joint part on there because they didn't, I think Sony, <laughs> Sony did what Sony does and they, they biffed it. <laughs> and he was like, this isn't, this ain't a Spike Lee joint. This is just a Spike Lee film. If you notice, if you watch that, he's like, I want, I want that taken off. That's right. I remember now that you say that I did see old boy. I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate that one either. I like it. I think the issue is it doesn't do anything new. Yeah. That's a good point. Because so they apparently, there's like that one take in the original film, that mm-hmm. one take tracking action shot. And Spike like doubled the length of it and mm-hmm. they cut, Sony like cut it. Oh. They, there's like a cut, a noticeable cut in there. Yeah, that's right. I remember. They're, the, they're freaking the worst. Sony. I bought that movie though. I like it. Not, not a bad movie. I remember when the reviews were kind of not so great and I enjoyed it for the most part. Especially Brolin. He was he was pretty killer in that. I like fat Brolin just eating Chinese. Oh, you know, Five Bloods, I, it's tough to say without having seen a lot of Spike, but it may honestly be my favorite Spike movie. And weirdly enough. I mean, you can't say that if you haven't seen a lot of these movies. And that, that's just Of that. his last two, though, both that movie and Black Klansman were really well received. Yes. Which do you like better? 
by far Defy Bloods. Like that's the one you would rewatch again? Yes, absolutely. It's longer, but now my one complaint about Five Bloods is it seems like it could have been shortened by like 20 minutes, like 15, 20 minutes. But it may, maybe there's also this factor that I watched Five Bloods with my dad and we were both really wanting to see it. And the it kind of had this unintentional like Father's Day watchability because that's when we saw it. And without spoiling anything, it ties in a little bit to that with two of the characters. And I did not know that going into it. And so that was kind of a cool element. And the other thing is I have a great uncle or my father has had an uncle who's in the Vietnam War. And so that is was always interesting to hear his story, my dad's stories about his uncle. Like I, as a kid, never heard stories from him, but my dad would always tell me stories about what he went through. And so that was really fascinating to hear that. And so there, there are those two elements that kind of made that movie a little more special in a unique way to me. But I thought Spike did a great job with Five Bloods. And like you said, Linda was fantastic. Just give him... We won't have the Oscars for 2020, but if just this give was him a normal award. year, though, he would be nominated, and you could argue that he could win. He just, I'd say, give it to him. What if they didn't do an Oscars, but they just gave out awards? They're like, "This is <laughs> for <laughs> what was released. You were incredible. Here you go. Here's this. Here's a bag of money. You know that means that Bad Boys for Life will win something. Oh, right <laughs> they better give Affleck something too. Oh yeah." You know, he would that, end up going down for Best Actor. Quite frankly, that could be the last movie that I ever see in theaters at this point. Isn't it nuts? We're about ready to erupt into a civil war. I just can't believe it. And not only do we have like COVID, but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good, that's a good tie-in to picks that didn't make it for July. My big one. I really wanted to go with this, and. I just don't know if theaters will be reopening at the end of July. I originally was going to say unhinged, Russell Crowe, end of July. Doubt it's going to happen. I can tell you right now it's not going to happen. What What do you think we stand a better chance of happening? Getting the Oscars in the end of April for next year? Ooh. Or movie theaters reopening with unhinged in those theaters at the end of July? Oscars, 2020. Ooh. 2021, sorry. There's yeah. no way we're seeing any of these movies. I, I think at this point we're not getting anything. For 2020. Yeah, I think we're we're going to get to a point very soon that they scrap it all. Mm. I think we're reaching that boiling point right now. We're, we're at that line. And by the time Nolan, Christopher Nolan says, nope, Hollywood's done for this year. I mean, imagine though, if 2021 kind of settles down, that that year could potentially be like off the charts. Oh yeah. Like we took a year off. Now everything is in this year. And it'd be like every week there's something amazing coming up. That's gonna kill movie box office though. Oh, so you man. can't do that. There's and there's no way that theaters survive. I mean, they're just I can't imagine that. I can't wait till Tenant shows up on uh, Apple Plus. Oh <laughs> Apple TV Plus and no one says I quit. Oh man, that's that's nuts. What that, was what was your second one? The other thing I 
I'm not really wanting to pick this, but I have to mention it. It's Peacock. The Ugh. new the new NBC streaming app. I don't like there's no Peacock in- equals poppycock. <laughs> Oh yeah, that I would agree with that. But I mean, it, no it's intro. whatever. It's fr- it's free, and then you can pay for it. And HBO Max though is the greatest thing ever. Oh, I love it. I mean, that is by far my favorite streaming thing that we've had in a long time. And it gets better, especially with the release of Dawn of Justice extended cut, the best. Now over three hours long. I need to watch it. They need to add, as you keep saying, the uh, the DC for Watchmen. Like, what are we doing? Oh, man, I need to see that. I know you... Would you say that's your favorite DC film, the extended edition of Watchmen? I was telling a friend the other day, I think that is my favorite comic book film of all time. The director's cut. I watched that twice last year. A three and a half... The three plus hour movie. Goodness. Now, they have, like, the ultimate cut, which incorporates this animation element... Mm. that goes back to the graphic novel. I don't really care for that one. Mm. Now, do you have that on the same disc or are those separate? That was its own edition. I don't have that one. Actually, the only version I have is I bought it on Apple. Okay. Um, it, digitally. So I don't even own, I don't physically even own this movie. Mm. It's a masterpiece though. <laughs> I, need, I need to see it. We've talked about it on and off. Are there any picks that didn't make your list but came close? I was going to say two things. The NBA season restart late July and finally getting the uh, Major League Baseball in, I guess, third week of July. I don't know if either of these things are going to happen. Yeah, and especially as we get closer and closer, what do you think that MLB will happen over NBA or vice I think versa? The NBA is more likely to happen because you're contained. Mm. You're in, you're in a unit. MLB, you're still traveling and no fans, right? No fans. Man, that's that's nuts. Do you think they'll I have? Just, I just want baseball back, though. W- w- do you think there'll be like a pay per view style element where that will be the fans, and you have to pay extra to watch it? No, that would tank. I don't know how they would be able to benefit from. I mean, I'm already doing that because I do MLB TV, so I can watch anything. That's so crazy! Like seeing the stadiums with no fans. And See, the Royals are doing, I mean, a lot of teams are doing this, but you can, I could pay and have my likeness, my photo, my okay. face put on this cardboard cutout and you could see me. And, and if you get hit by a foul <laughs> ball, they send you the foul ball, stuff like that. That's fun. Oh. I just don't know if the season is actually going to happen. That's cool. I did not realize that about the cardboard cutouts. We got some big players like not playing, saying, I'm just going to opt out for this season. I don't feel safe. Man. And at some point, you just got to ask yourself, is it really that important? Mm-hmm. I mean, I love baseball more than anything, but um, I, w- I wouldn't get mad at anybody for not wanting to play. Sure. I understand it completely. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. And especially you remove the, like, no high fives and stuff like that. There's no spitting? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. <laughs> you guys are throwing a baseball together. If everyone on the field is, like, fine, what does it matter? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. There there are certain rules that it's like, eh, you're already there, but... People are going to be spitting. I can assure you that. It's going to be spit city. I'm, I, I spit while I watch ball games. I, I spit on the floor. I'm, you'll be spitting while I go through my July picks list. Ooh, are you ready? Let's do it. Well, why don't you go ahead and start us off with your number three? 
Numero three, um, it's called Paper Mario, the Origami King. It's uh, coming out for the Nintendo Switch. It's me, Mario. July 17th. Oh, man. It's the sixth game in the Paper Mario series. I love my Switch. I can't wait for Paper Mario. Man, I love Paper Mario and also love the Switch. I need to buy one. I don't have one. I was playing the Wii over the weekend because I was that desperate to play some Nintendo. I like this, too, because I've never owned a Nintendo system. So even some of these games that are being, you know, modernized and and made to look all HD and fancy, I never played them. So they're all brand new to me. Oh, that's freaking awesome. And it's awesome. Yeah. And this Switch is amazing. Did you ever get Animal Crossing or no? I haven't gotten it yet. Have you played it? I have never played it. Okay. And I haven't played it, but I will get it. I was playing that on the Wii, and I'm like, I have to get the Switch. Like, there's no doubt. The stimulus package round two better oh, come through Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That way I can get my what Switch. What if you, got, you either got $500 or Animal Crossing? Ooh. I and choo- a Switch, so they'll make it kind of fair. Oh, I would choose a Switch and Animal Crossing, Ooh. hands down. Hands down. Let's talk to Trump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's see if he can partner up with Nintendo. My number three, this is... I, you know, I was going through Netflix and I found out they released it just the other day. And for some reason, I was similar to Defy Bloods. I wanted to return to some classics and I returned to Saving Private Ryan. Got half- Oh, mm-hmm. on HBO. Did you know it's on HBO now? Yeah, I've been, I haven't seen it in probably 15 plus years and I have it ready to go. I, I started half of it and I paused it. Wait, that's your number three pick? No, no, no. It's, oh. it's leading into my number three pick. But I saw that on HBO. I watched the first like half of it, paused it, and I'll return to it and I'll rewatch it again. Just because I was wanting to rewatch some World War II stories. Therefore, that leads me into my number three pick. It's the Anne Frank Parallel Stories. It's on hmm. Netflix now. It's narrated by Helen Mirren, and it is a, basically a story of women who survived the Holocaust. And it's just literally what it says, parallel stories similar to Anne Frank. That might be your wackiest pick of all time. I, I d- like I said, it's one of those. You think you're actually going to watch that? Yes. How, I, many, I, how many episodes is it? No, it's just one. It's oh, like just one, one movie. Yeah, it's oh, an okay. hour and a half. So what I normally do during work, I put on documentaries and I'll end up, because there's a weekly report I have to do, and I'll end up watching like a documentary or half of one. So I'm going to watch that and I'll report back to you on the next Picks episode. I can't wait to hear. That's <laughs> <laughs> something I didn't even know existed. Yeah, neither did I until I was scanning Netflix. I'm like, huh, it just so- it sounds interesting. I wish you would have picked Saving Private Ryan. Ooh. I, I'm the same with you, though. I have not seen Saving Private Ryan in forever, and I, after watching that first half, I'm like, I got to go with something World War II. Weirdly enough, Eastwood's Flags of Our Fathers is oh, on HBO Max. That's your number two pick? It's not my number two. I'm just thinking, <laughs> I have been itching to watch war movies lately as well. So I have Saving Private Ryan and, and Flags of Our Fathers. It, are, it's the letters? The letters is not on there from what I can tell. Mm. And... um. I've been wanting to rewatch Spike Lee's Miracle at St. Anna again, which is kind of like a looking at it through a different perspective. And I'm wondering how that movie was ripped when it came out. I wonder mm-hmm. how that would be received if it came out today. Now, is uh, Miracles, is that similar to Five Bloods where it follows uh, an infantry of black soldiers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I've never seen it. 
No, you liked it though, right? It's been so long, I can't say. It's been a long, I mean, I didn't. I saw that when it came out in 2008, so it's been a long time. Hmm. So your number two pick? Number two is a comedy. It's a sci-fi romantic comedy starring Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti. Oh, it's yeah. It's called Palm Springs. Dang it, that's coming out on Hulu. The plot is, stuck in a time loop, two wedding guests develop a budding romance while living the same day over and over again. It comes out this Friday, which is... What is this Friday? The 14th? Uh, no, it's supposed... Oh, geez. What is it? The 10th. The 10th. July so 10th. It's, it comes out the 10th on Hulu. It's a movie I thought came out on the 3rd this past weekend, and I was super excited and got it loaded up, only to realize I could only play the trailer. Oh. And I almost started beating people up. Now, did Andy write that? And He did he not. No. Uh, hmm. Writer Andy Ciara wrote it. It's directed by Max Barbacow. Hmm. Two names. I have no idea what they Yeah, I was going to say, are they new? This movie is getting really good reviews. It looks really funny. And I like Sandberg a lot. Didn't it do really well at a film festival? Like a big it film set, festival? Yeah, it was one of those that it set like a record for how much a studio spent to buy it by like 49 cents. <laughs> <laughs> so it, there was like a bidding war for it. But That's awesome. Palm Springs. Man, that looks good. I'm I'm really intrigued by that. Hulu. Uh, just when I was getting ready to get rid of Hulu. Because I'm trying to cut back on my services, and that was it. That was the next one, and then I forgot about this. And I said, I'll wait. Yeah, I don't have Hulu, but that, I, I'm not seeing the trailer, but I have read the description. I've seen a still and the description, and I'm sold. It looks incredible. Man, give Sandberg a good role, and this could be that. I mean, he's great in everything. Especially, that's my boy. <laughs> I didn't see it. I almost watched that I just that think of recently. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> He's good. My number two pick is an anthology series I have not started yet, but I'm getting ready to. Because season four is coming out oh, on HBO. Season four? Yeah. Never, never seen it. But oh, I know what you're going to mm-hmm. say. What is it? Room 104 or yep. something? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I am really intrigued. It's the, I'm going to get their last names wrong. It's the du- Duplass brothers? Yeah, Duplass. Okay. Isn't this the final season? Mm-hmm. Okay. From my understanding, it's the final season. I've never seen it. I've been so intrigued, though, like the premise of this one room that holds so many stories that span, you know, years in the making. But it's just so interesting to me. It's basically Bates Motel, but... You have some episodes that it's genre bending, and there's so much to it that seem intriguing to me, but it comes out on July 24th. So I've got the rest of the month to catch up, and even though it's an anthology series, I am gearing up for the final. final I think there are only like 30-minute episodes, too. They're short. And I've heard decent things, but I haven't heard anything outstanding that like puts it in the limelight, but maybe I, you can't ever go wrong with those guys. So I'm really intrigued by it. Have you seen any anything of that, like clips or? Never seen or, it. It's something that I'm um, intrigued by, I guess. That I, while searching, I, I that you know, it's it's about time that I finally make my way through it. My number one is an anthology series. I thought you were huh. going to say this. It's the rebooted version of Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh, I almost picked it. Now, it's already 
It's already out on Netflix. It's the first volume, six episodes. This is what my wife and I did on the 4th of July. We literally laid in bed and watched six straight episodes of this. Now, they're releasing six at a time, right? Yeah, I guess so. Volume two is later this year. The series originally ran from 87 to 2010 on various networks. 580 episodes, including seven specials. Goodness. Now, I remember the ones that Robert Stack hosted as Mm -hmm. a kid because they freaking terrified me. Oh, he was great. And I really loved when they would do paranormal stories Mm because it reminds me of the X-Files, stuff you can't explain. And this season is a little different. There is no host. Oh. Um, They do reenactments kind of. You know the 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 original one had actors and mm-hmm. they would they had dialogue and stuff. They don't do any of that in this. Um, but this this new one is shot so well. Hmm. There's a UFO one in this that is shot really really well. Interesting. We have had maybe bring this up again. We we had our own unsolved mystery. Do you remember the Blood mm-hmm. Bandit? Yeah. If you if you don't know if that was somebody at work <laughs> left blood on a toilet seat. After just completely destroying the bathroom. And we never figured out who that was. Yeah, and it was never found. Maybe that was the start of COVID-19. Oh. (laughs) I mean, it happened right before, like maybe half a year before. We need to release our own Unsolved Mysteries episode and do a recording of that and basically a reenactment of when we discovered that. I still still think I know who did it. (laughs) Oh, And I have not seen this person because we just have a lot of people forced to work from home Mm -hmm. because of COVID. I have not seen this person in months. We've been in lockdown, basically. And I also haven't seen blood on the toilet in months. (laughs) So right now, right now, it's still holding true. It's, I mean, I think you're onto something. And it would be wonderful if we could end up releasing an episode and, um, and... (laughs) Submitting that. And he's been fired. And we could end up submitting that to season two or volume two for Netflix. One of these episodes <laughs> is literally the plot of a David Fincher film. Is it, is it true? Like, is it based? Are they based? These new episodes? Yeah, based- it's, all bra- it's all real stuff. Okay. I didn't know if they were like kind of fudging it. I'm telling you, you're going to watch one of these. And if you know David Fincher, you're going to go, this is literally the plot of blank <laughs> all the way down to the ending oh man I love which is it. the exact same thing that happens do you think they actually made that and it's the to spot a fake and you oh. they're expecting people to come out and say all right netflix this is not real <laughs> but they won't say anything until they're outed <laughs> i mean you can cross you can cross a couple fincher movies off because you know it's not like benjamin button sure you know it's probably not fight club <laughs> I'm, I don't want to say which one it is, but it is li- the actual plot of the film is what happens in the in the in the real mystery. So it's Gone Girl, but do they end up showing uh, someone getting this pin cut off? Jeez, <laughs> six episodes. I I loved it. I'm, I'm really you excited now. It. And how long are the episodes? Are they all the same length? They vary. They could be 50 minutes. The alien one's like 42. Okay. So it kind of varies. Let me ask you, since it's an anthology series, did you like volume one 
better than Twilight Zone season two. Yes. Oh, wow. I like it because it's real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not now I'm really intrigued because I thought they were bringing back like the old and the new and it was a mix and they were adding a few new ones to it. That's cool. Well, I'll I'll definitely have to watch it and get into it. That is not my pick. And number one is yet another HBO. This is a documentary, similar to my number three pick. It's a movie and it's Showbiz Kids. What in the world is that? So it is about that Child- sounds like a weird, like, sick little video <laughs> that, a, that a pervert shares. It's, it sounds weird, but it's... And I saw the trailer for the first time this past weekend, but weirdly enough, I think they showed it before Scoob. Oh! <laughs> Are you going to watch but, Scoob, by the way? Yes. I tried, and like I was telling you, my, uh, my parents' Wi-Fi was not working. But Showbiz Kids, it's about... Child actors who go through whether they're successful and they're still doing it or not, it's a documentary based on what their life is like and what not only in the business, but do they stick to it or or not? And one of the actors or actresses, I should say, it's the girl from Matilda. I always forget oh, her name. Oh, really? Yeah. So they they interview her, but and Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I always forget her name, but she is one of the the stars in it. And I've always wondered, like, what happened to her? But it's, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Drops on HBO on July 14th. And once again, another documentary. Uh, really excited to see what they what happens in that. Um, but yeah. I feel like we're going to see a lot of damaged people. I'm curious. But my, I'm, I'm really hoping we get to see Macaulay Culkin. Oh, where they're like, Corey Hain, well, how you been? Or, what happened to you? Or if they go to Edward Furlong. Jeez. I mean, we got to see him a little bit in CGI, as CGI, and uh, the new Terminator. That was stupid. Yeah. I hope he got paid well for that, because that's that yeah, was stupid. Yeah, it was the most asinine thing I've ever I was seen. thinking the other day how awful that movie was, <laughs> because, <laughs> because Brie Larson mentioned that she had auditioned for it. I'm like, you dodged a bullet, kid. Yeah, no kidding. Because that movie blows. Do you think that is, I want to say destroyed, but do you think that's taking a major effect on Mackenzie Davis's career? I mean, it's not great. I forgot she's even in that movie. Yeah. She's the main character. Yeah, she's who Brie Larson would have played. Oh. I would assume, right? Yeah, I mean, I that movie's awful. I just, it makes me so mad thinking about it. And now my blood's boiling because I remember having such high expectations, and hearing people say it's the best since T2. I'm like, this is BS. You know what sucks, too, is that was one of the last movies that we saw. Yeah. You think about it. That came out last year. Yeah. I mean, how, what an awful way to go. <laughs> if that's the last movie you saw in theaters, then God help you. <laughs> yeah, that's, man, it, that actually, that makes me so upset. I don't know if I can cover this last thing we're going to do. What's the last thing? The last thing, oh, literally. literally the last thing. <laughs> That's the segment titled The Last Thing. So what was the last movie you watched? Could be movie or an album that you listened to, but you're going with the movie, right? I, I was going to say movie because on HBO Max, I, I have about 75 things in my queue. And I was uh, I had watched Force of Nature, which is this Mel Gibson <laughs> movie uh, that stars Emile Hirsch. And I was like, I want to watch another Mel movies. And I found... Tequila Sunrise, alongside uh, Mel stars 
with uh, Kurt Russell and Michelle Pfeiffer, who I, I told you, in the history of celebrity crushes that I've had, she is the top. She is like my my biggest celebrity crush of all time. Do you think that the crush has grown as she's gotten older, or has it stayed the same? It's probably it's just stayed the same because I like I watch all the old movies that I had crushes on her. She's still very pretty. Did it start in Batman Returns? Probably. Okay. Yeah. When I think of Selena Kyle, I think of Michelle Pfeiffer. That's a good one. That yeah. bl- the blonde curly hair. Oh, yeah. it's the best. Meow. Anyway, to, yeah, meow. <laughs> uh, Tequila Sunrise not a good movie. And so I can't remember a whole lot about it. And when you mentioned that, I like remember watching it, but not else outside of that. I mean, it started out okay, and then it just got to the point where I was like, "This is just there's nothing happening." What's the premise again? I can't. I can't even remember. It's basically Kurt Russell's a cop, and Gibson is a, a drug dealer who's like getting out of the business, and they both fall for the same woman. Oh. And and uh, Kurt's. Police forces like trying to finally arrest Mel, but they're also like childhood friends, and it's like this weird love triangle. And you know, Michelle Pfeiffer is a delight in it, but the movie just blows. <laughs> Man, that's all right. Well, so I I dodged a bullet with that. I may watch Force of Nature instead. <laughs> that is, I can't wait till you see it because, like I said, there's something in that movie. <laughs> That I laughed out loud at, and I was like, I can't believe this is an actual thing in this film. Oh, I I really want to. Uh, I almost bought it at Walmart on Blu-ray. It's only like twelve bucks, so it's it's probably worth it. Man, it made me sad for everybody involved, <laughs> including Mel. Yes, of course, and he's not bad in it. And I don't think Emil Hirsch is that bad in it, but the movie is just it just it's poo-poo. so cheap. Man, that's that's a stinker. Well, my last thing I watched, actually, it was good, but it was mainly really good for the performances. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Amy Adams. Mm, the master. Meryl Streep. No? Not the master. No. Uh, what, Doubt? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was on HBO Max, too. Yeah, shot by a Roger Deakins. Mm-hmm. Had no idea. But in the very beginning, it was... Who did that? The shots. Oh, geez. I've never seen that movie. Yeah. I, I know that it was directed um, by a name. Of, oh, well, that's I was surprised. It didn't stand out to me. But when the shots, I kept seeing the shots. I'm like, oh, this is a an interesting way of showing this. But um, I'm assuming Deacons was nominated. He had to have been. But it was written and directed by John Patrick Shanley, who did Moonstruck, Congo, Joe versus the Volcano. Holy smokes. <laughs> quiet, quiet <laughs> wow, the catalog. That's a variety of films. Uh, I've been wanting to watch Joeverse yeah. because uh, Meg Ryan and, and Tommy Hanks, but it looks weird. I thought, didn't Joe Dante do that movie? Oh, Who actually directed it? That, that I want to say it was... Uh, Gun to my so, head, I'm saying Joe Dante. Let me, let me see, because... Um, I thought for sure that the writer, John Patrick... Wait, did it say written and directed? uh, It's writer... Yeah, written and directed by him. He directed that? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm going to die. Joe Versus. Joe Verse, baby. Also starring Lloyd Bridges. Man, that's interesting. But anyways, Doubt, a movie that when it came out got high accolades for the acting and well-deserved, too. 
it was great to watch those three actors go at it. But the subject matter is like kind of tough. But it's it's a great um, beginning and ending, and the performances will leave you thinking about it. I think long after. But Meryl Streep was fantastic. One of my favorites by her. What's sad is I always, I hate to say this, kind of forget that um, Hoffman's dead. Yeah, yeah, I know. And he's been dead a while. And I've been watching more and more Hoffman's, and it makes me sad to realize that. And about at the beginning of quarantine, I watched Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Great performance by Hoffman, and it makes me miss him so much. He was good. Man, you 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 got to see 25th Hour. And he's in that. Okay. I'm telling you, the best ending of all time. Man, I... I'm really intrigued. Did you say if it's streaming somewhere right now? It's not, which is a problem. Because I've, I've been trying to find it too. But if you don't like that movie and you don't like the ending, I'll give you your money back. <laughs> Whatever to, you pay to rent it, I will give you your money back. I'll have to resign. Effective immediately if I don't like it. Well, that's going to do it for this podcast episode, film fans. Thanks for joining us on the next episode. We will do Twilight Zone Season 2 in the first half of that. Until next time, keep watching.